Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today I'm joined by director writer Johannes Grenzfurthner to discuss his latest project, Masking Threshold. Frustrated by a constant ringing in his ears, a paranoid data analyst documents his obsessive attempts to cure his own debilitating tinnitus through a series of home experiments conducted in a makeshift lab. But as his research becomes increasingly dark and macabre, a horrifying secret behind his maddening condition is revealing a potential cure more sinister than he could have ever imagined. A deeply philosophical horror film inspired by Lovecraftian, weird fiction, and cosmicism, Masking Threshold takes us on an unsettling journey into the paranoia of the human mind to reveal the disastrous consequences of the relentless pursuit of knowledge. Masking Threshold will be in select theaters today, September 30th, and available on di- digital, excuse me, on October 7th. Big thanks to Fort Worth for closing song, uh, for giving the song at the end of the show, and thanks to Bookman's for sponsoring the show. I'll be hosting a true crime trivia night at Bookman's Northwest in Tucson on October 14th. For all the details, go to bookmans.com slash event dash directory, or you can check the show for the link in the show notes. If you would like to support the Following Films podcast, please go to anchor.fm slash followingfilms slash subscribe. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoy the show. So the, I, I, I have to get used to the American way of cooling down uh, <laughs> uh, uh, like rooms to like incredibly like, I mean, I'm feeling like I'm sitting like in a freezer full of 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 pig halves or something like that, but but, but, but and it's a karaoke room because I'm 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 in 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 Austin for a fantastic fest and mm-hmm. and so the press rooms here are the karaoke rooms at Alamo Draft House uh, and it's uh, it's actually very shiny you see like all the glitter huh. but I'm yeah. freezing so <laughs> I, I hope they, I hope they let me out. <laughs> That, I, I I hope you find comfort and are able to uh, get the karaoke booth soon. So yeah, but th- yeah. Th- thank you I, so I much. Did, that's why my voice is almost like uh, like like twenty five percent of my voice. Like like I'm I'm back at actually I can speak again. But yesterday you should have listened to me. Like <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyhow. How, how has it been going so far? How have the oh, have you had the screenings yet? It's, or it's super. It's uh, I'm, I'm I'm super excited and happy because. I kind of have, like, as I say, I kind of have like two babies at the moment. So and the one baby is like one year old and kind of like learning to walk and stuff like that because it has a theatrical release now and yeah. the release, uh, the release on, on the streaming platforms, which is almost like, like throwing them in the deep end, I guess. It's just like, uh, it's, it's funny to watch like on, on, uh, on, on Letterboxd what people are, are thinking about the film because now I kind of like a wider audience and not only a genre film audience. Kind of like starts to to know about masking threshold and that is super super exciting, and and also just you know like pretty much today is the the world premiere of my new film Rat's Nest at at Fantastic Fest so that is just like the first couple of reviews just came in because of because the festival season is starting and that is also super excited and so I couldn't be more happy I have to say that's like, wonderful <laughs> congratulations man and I can um I can see why um people would be interested in your work though, because masking threshold is one of the most original films I've seen in quite some time. Um, I was, I was absolutely floored by it. The, the execution of it is so 
original, but it's told in a way that feels like it was the absolute way to tell this story. Um, that if it doesn't feel experimental in that sense, because it feels like it is a way to get to get empathy, to get inside somebody's head yeah, to the point yeah. that it's almost maddening. Where if you've ever read a book and you get lost in a concept for a moment and you start thinking about it and you realize you've read three pages ahead, but you've been thinking about this one thing for the last two pages and you have to go back. And that's what this film was like for me, where I would just, I would hear something and I would start thinking about it for a second. Like, okay, there's some truth in that, but then there's this other part that doesn't quite connect for me and start thinking, it's like, oh shit, okay, I need to get back in the movie again. And it was just, I was so invested in his slip into madness that it was a really well-written film. So congratulations on it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And in in a certain way, it's strange because, uh, I mean, my background is like I did a lot of performance art and, and all kinds of weird stuff. And I've, I've only been focusing on, on feature films in the last 10 years or so. And and uh, so and I'm also not specifically a fan of art house films. I mean, I, I but so I, I never had this intention of like, let's do an art house horror film. That was never uh-huh. something that I wanted to do. And in fact, with Rat's Nest now, I'm actually trying to take apart certain aspects of art house films. Uh, and and uh, so I, what I really wanted to do is I, I wanted to to find an interesting, aesthetically pleasing, but also a, a way that makes sense to to look into the brain of a guy who goes insane. And and uh, so many people ask me, so like, so how did the whole thing start? And and for me, it strangely, it was not the tinnitus thing. It was like I knew that I want to tell the story of someone who goes insane. Mm-hmm. I want to do it in a way that 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 is not uh, kind of like that 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 is like exploring the idea of madness also in, like in a visual way, uh, and uh, that's why I came up with the whole idea of the macro photography because the guy is almost like like sinking into his desk. He's like like he's he's blocking out the world and he's only trusting himself anymore, which is always a bad idea. And then he's like just like. He's he's lost in the infinity of of the microscope uh, the, the microscopic world that that he's kind of like delving into, and and so I had all of these ideas and images in my mind, and then I was like like but I need something I need a trigger I need something that that just like drives him insane, and then I came up with the idea of the tinnitus because I needed something that that is something that's like positivistically like real because there is something like tinnitus and there are a lot of studies about it. There's not so much we know about it. I, I, all the books in the film that you see on his desk, I read them all, at least try to understand them and, uh, and, and did converse and had conversations with people who really have tinnitus. And it's such a perfect thing because it's only in his head. There are certain ways to measure it, but also at some point, most doctors just have to say, like, we cannot help you anymore. That's just, that's what it is. And, and I thought that's great because it's not something supernatural or something. It's just like plain ringing in your ears. And, uh, and just like, and just like turn that up to a thousand, you know, and also turning up pretty much the guy in the film is very close to me in a sense that. Many of the things that that he says in the film, I would probably say that to someone when I'm having a beer in a bar and having sure. conversations about God and the world. So, like the stuff that he's saying is not insane, but what he does and what he what he uses his knowledge for is, of course, completely insane. And so, I I, I always had this uh, I had this like kind of like perverted interest in creating a character 
where at points you say like, well, the guy is right. The guy's right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> you know. And yeah, so yeah, and I, I'm very, I'm very happy with the outcome. It was. I remember when I saw the film the first time after the whole sound design was done, and the first time I saw it in a cinema with with my team, I was so happy that it came out the way it came out. So it was very close to how I envisioned it to it how it should be. Yeah. And the second thought was like, who the fuck does wants to watch this? <laughs> and I'm very, I'm very happy there are people like you who who enjoy it in its like unenjoyableness. I don't know, like because it is a hard film. I know it's like it's nothing that you, it's it's not Pinocchio. You know? <laughs> well, there's there's this wonderful thing where when we see something different, we uh, it's on a subconscious level. There's a part of us that we're trying to get our head around what this is before we start equating it to other films, other books, other, you know, TV shows. And we start trying to compare it and we find shortcuts in our mind. And when you see something that's different, you almost have to let go of all the shortcuts that you have. And you have to learn a new language. You have to pick up the language of this specific film. And one of the things I love about this is you have so few shots of the protagonist, but when you actually do show his face for the first time, I think he's saying bullshit is the first time that you see his face in it. Yeah. And it feels like it's it's a nod to the audience. Like, okay, just so you know, that's what this is. And it's like, okay. So it just, it, I laughed out loud at that moment. Cause it's like, okay, good. This isn't a movie that's taking itself too seriously. It's a movie that is absolutely self-aware and it's having fun with this form um, and just go along for the ride. And that was the oh, yeah. moment that I think I just kind of put yeah. down my guard and said, okay, yeah. show me what you got. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like for example, if you compare it to Rotsness, Rotsness is a very straight on, at least for the first half or something, straight on satire and, and, and comedy. Yeah? And, uh, and I, I, I had fun doing that. Uh, after doing masking threshold where i almost had to to hold myself back so so i i knew it it works because of its self-consciousness and it works because it has elements of humor in it like uh, yeah. like 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 it has black humor in it but but only like it like it's only like like put it's hello here, here i am a little bit of black humor and then it's it, it's and, not overt and, and, yeah. and then it, and then it goes away because otherwise it 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 wouldn't work. So it uh, that that's also the aspect. That's why what I like about the character is that there is like this maybe maybe the humor and all of that stuff is 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 the rest of the humanity you you can feel in him. And uh, and when I do Q and A's, I always ask the question afterwards: What's the point when you actually really start hating the guy? So when do you think is the point? The slugs, really I assume, turns it... into an asshole. Yeah, and you said the slugs. That's interesting. Yeah, some people say it's the birds, and then I ask, what about the slugs? What about him like experimenting on his neighbor, not telling her? Oh, no, that's right. much earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and for me, that was when I wrote the whole thing with Samantha. That was the point where, before that, he can be unpleasant and he can be like a Reddit atheist, and you know all all, all the stuff like a, this, like. A, overly self self obsessive and and uh, character but the point when he actually actually really turns evil for me is when he says that he's bringing the neighbor over and trying to give her his tinnitus and not telling her about yeah. it and, and and trying that that is like i think the moment when he actually really turns it's it's interesting because i think that it does it's this because your film is so from this perspective it automatically builds an empathy and so from an audience, it, you've built this up and there, there's a moment where we have to break that empathy. Yeah. 
And so it's, even though there are moments where like, no, this guy's an asshole. This guy's not good. He's a bad person. Would I do something like that if I were in this situation where it would to, if I were doing that, maybe that would be something. And then it just gets to a point where you say, okay, that's it. I'm done with this guy. Yeah. I'm still absolutely yeah, fascinated absolutely. Yeah. where he's going. I <laughs> want to follow. For most people, I think for most nerds who are usually <laughs> like atheists like me or so, it, I mean, it's also, it's the story of like a guy like them that just like took the wrong turns and ends up a believer you know like in the beginning he's like complaining about the alchemists and yeah and, that's and all that stuff and in the end i mean he's he's putting like burnt birds into like coffee filters <laughs> yeah. and fil i mean that's all like very crazy alchemist bullshit he's doing but he's so so <laughs> it's so clear for him that, that that's the way to go you know it's just like uh, <laughs> well, it, it has that that um, the opening line that you have, the quote at the beginning of it, where it's that idea of repetition. Um, yeah. That and that that's something that you're clearly watching here um, up until I think the ending of this movie. Because once that there's the snap in him, and he just crosses that line, the movie. I think it's probably it's only like the last ten minutes of the movie or so. But once he goes over that edge, he goes over that edge, and this movie just has a propulsion in the last 10 minutes that it's just, un it's just building, building, building. It's, and then it just it's, goes. It's very exponential. It's like this, 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 and then it just goes yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it just uh, shoots. And I, I mean, it and, still has the three act structure and everything, but it's like, it's a very weird. <laughs> the, the character movement is very small up until that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't want to give it away, but yeah, yes. That's, that's, I, I wanted to, so, so, uh, it, it's, it's always fun to read all the letterbox reviews and stuff like that when people can can't deal with it and it's it's stuff so and and most of the reviews that are very negative uh, on letterboxd are like oh my god this like today's episode of the following films podcast is brought to you by bookman's so earlier today when i went into bookman's i was thinking about the conversation i was having earlier today and i just wanted to check out a movie that maybe was a genre film, but had a little bit more on its mind. Something that was a horror film, maybe something that had a political or social commentary underneath it. And when I walked into Bookman's, I happened to come across the 4K edition of Candyman, uh, the one that Scream Factory put out earlier this year, and it's a phenomenal set. I'm really looking forward to watching it tonight. But today I'm joined by my son, Jacob, who had some questions about Candyman, the movie, when he was looking at... Uh, the Blu-ray cover, he had some questions. So let's kind of go through those right now. So Jacob, come here. Yes. Uh, what is your first question about this Candyman? Um, um, what what happens if you say your, his name five times? That's a, that's a good question, because on the bottom of the Blu-ray case, it says, we dare you to say his name five times. So if you look in a mirror in the movie and you say Candyman five times, Candyman will appear. He'll come there. And he'll kill Oh, well, wow. Um, I, I didn't tell you that, but yeah, that, that's that's what would happen. Because this is make-believe. It's not a real thing that happens. This is just a story. It's just pretend. Good, good, good. So Candyman shows up in the room and then lights out. So do you have any other questions about the uh, the Blu-ray case here that you're looking at? Uh, why is there a bee right there? Okay, that's a good question. So the bee is there because Candyman... Uh, well, what do you think? Well, if you had to... If you were going to watch this movie, if you had to think, why would there be a bee there? What do you think is going on in this picture? I think a, pin, um, a bee affected him. That's right. He, he was bitten by bees. That's right. Yep. 
That, that's that's why there's a bee there because the Candyman was bitten by bees. And and means so, means means he would kill the bees that did that. Well, no, not necessarily. But so, do you have any other questions about this on here? Um, why is he in the eye? Oh, that's Candyman. That's just a reflection. So this is. This eyeball right here, it represents there's a woman who's looking in the mirror and then she can see Candyman in the mirror also. So I think that's what that's trying to portray. So I have a question for you about this movie. Do you think this is a movie that a kid should watch? No. Is this a movie that you ever think you'll watch? When you're a grown up, do you ever want to see Candyman? Yes. When you're a grown up? Okay, cool. As long as it's not too horrifying. It's not that bad. It's a lot of fun. Mom loves this movie. I love this movie. So we're going to probably watch this later tonight. How, wait, but how do you know all this stuff? How do I know oh, all this about it? Well, because I like movies a lot. And that's why I have a movie podcast so that I can talk about movies. And why do you actually know all about what's in this movie? Because I've seen it a bunch of times. Oh, um, the classic one, like part one? Yeah, well, there's actually, there's four Candyman movies. Okay. There's uh, three that star Tony Todd. Who's that guy right there? He's actually, Tony Todd is a really well-respected genre actor. I like him a lot. In fact, we're connected on Twitter and we end up talking about music a lot. So really nice guy. He's not scary at all. The guy who plays Candyman in real life. And then there was a remake that was done, or I guess it's kind of a sequel to it that was done recently. Came out last year. That's really, really good. Or a couple of years now, I guess it's, it's been out for. So yeah, definitely worth checking out. But, I have a new yeah. question. Why is there a Broadway deal? Well, that just makes it a little bit more horrifying. So, I think we need to get back to the interview. Why don't you uh, just go ahead and say thank you for listening to the show to the people. Thank you for for listening to the show. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Enjoy the rest of the show. He's just like this. So, so people dislike the character, and that's why they dislike the movie. And that's for me, like almost like a win because if 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 two different things, yeah. Yeah, it's two different things. But if I if I made a person so like I, I gave them an awkward feeling of like, oh my god, why why am I watching this horrible person? And I, I I hate everything about that person. And and people forget to that it's art, you know, like it's like I created that character for a specific purpose. It's it's not that I'm like that, you know, like and I, I, I like that. I have like a I have I have my 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 happy I do my little happy dance every time I, I read a review when people seem to be very uncomfortable with with their perspective on on the character and 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 what the character does to them I guess yeah well I think that's that's a sign of success to me when yeah, you have yeah. when you have something when they complain about something and you say yes absolutely you you got it you're not supposed to like this guy no but good art should be subversive it should make you question yeah. things it should make you feel things good art has an emotional reaction that's not always comfortable yeah. Yeah. to me good good art it should be provocative and thank you yeah, thank that's you. where this film falls for me so i mean thank congratulations you. on it i love this i am i can't wait for people to see this on the mass thank, scale thank so and much, to see man. the conversations it inspires because you made something really special here, man. Th- thank you so much. I'm, I'm also very, like, uh, as mentioned before, I'm, 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 I'm so looking forward that this thing is suddenly like in the world beyond like the, the festival season, you know, like suddenly it is out there and I can't control it anymore. <laughs> see, it, you, you, th- you, 
idea of this toddler that you kind of throw out in the world when you're yeah. trying to get it to run. I kind of think of it as almost it's this child that's been homeschooled. It's been brought to the, the it's at an adult form, but it has no socialization at yeah, to read yeah. and write and stand on its own but now it's just okay you're out in the world go figure it out and i, I that's so exciting man because this is um this is one of those movies that's going to get reactions for sure you made something that because at the moment it's 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 fun to see like with all the the, the curve of like how many people like it and this and that and i expect to be like uh like like a rise of like the Half a star and one star reviews going up because some people will will not be able to deal with it and and uh, but I mean that's part I mean I knew from the beginning that this film is is strange and it is it is something that is that is uh, that that I confront people with it's uh, it's I think it is entertaining I mean yeah. people would watch it if it wouldn't be entertaining but it is uh, it is it's 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 not it's uh, yeah uh, it's uh, the steak is a little bit burnt, <laughs> maybe, maybe very burnt. Well, so it, it's, I, I would say it's an art house film, but it's not pretentious. This isn't, I, I hate pretentious for the sake of pretension. I don't like when a film is just, I want to make when it has, when it's that kind of thing where it, it forgets that it's a movie that you're supposed to have something that's entertaining, that you have to tell a story. You have to have something that's interesting to look at. Um, and I think you, you, that's a difficult needle the thread and you managed yeah. to strike that balance and made something that is wildly entertaining yeah. and it, and subversive it, so it, yeah thank you so much it, it was fun because i mean i'm reading all the reviews and i'm super interested in what people think about it and, and read into it and there was this one negative review from some guy from ireland i remember and 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 he was just like saying like why is this even a movie? So there's there. This is this is not how a movie should be. Like a movie is telling a visual story, and there is all this talking. So, and it was interesting to see. Like like I, I could check off all the things in that review, and I was very happy about that negative review, where I thought like, okay, that's what I tried to do, and that's what I tried to do, and that's what I tried to do, and he hates all of that. Perfect. <laughs> Just to say this isn't like a visual film is absurd this it's, movie has incredible visuals you find beauty and things that are grotesque and you find grotesqueness and things that should be beautiful and yeah. there are images the the shot that where you have a foot in a trash can is one of the most beautiful shots in the film but it's oh, like yeah. it's that uh, it, it's it's stunning when you look at that that it was taken it's shot with such compassion and you can feel like a sweetness in this the way yeah. that that's composed but it's like but you juxtapose that with what it actually is yeah no, this is a deeply, deeply yeah, yeah, visual yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so like I, I, I like that and I, I try to incorporate also feedback into my art because for example this like the one review I was talking about uh, I actually took a direct quote from that review and put it into my new film Rut's Nest because the, the main character <laughs> is this pretentious art house guy and and he and he says that line <laughs> because I was so happy with it that like okay you really said that I'm gonna use this in my next film. <laughs> That's wonderful. It's um, it's not unlike and and I know we have to wrap this up, but there was one of my favorite things was when David Lynch released Lost Highway and it got two thumbs down from Siskel and Ebert, 
And he put that on the poster where it said two more reasons to watch Lost Highway. And it said two thumbs down. I was like, that's <laughs> fantastic. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. I mean, it's always, of course, we like journalism. And I mean, it's all a big ecosystem and we all play our part in that ecosystem. And it's it, it's fun to also play with it. And, and especially here at Fantastic Fest. I mean, so many people here are industry uh doing their own films producing but also so many journalists are here and it's it's so fun to run into them and then sometimes like filmmakers are really like sometimes afraid of journalists because they have this feeling of like oh my god they're gonna make and break my film and this and then like yeah i mean just like they, they, like if you if you really if you have a vision and if you really want it realized i mean the best thing that can happen is that there is a strong emotional reaction to your film. And Absolutely. if people hate it, they hate it. And if they love it, they love it. The, the, the worst thing is indifference. The worst thing is like that nobody gives a shit about what you did. So uh, yes. that is the thing that hurts. You know? Just disposable yeah. art is the most frustrating thing in the world. When I go see a film and I forget about it by the time I get to the car, that's that's so much more frustrating than hating yeah. something because mo there's things that I hated that once I sit with for a little while, I start coming around a little bit to them and they and they grow on me after a while. So, and at the very least, even when I hate something, that usually means that you tried. And I would, I would much rather have a bunch of swings and just glorious strikeouts than a bunch of just first base hits to make, to overuse a metaphor. But Absolutely. thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. For taking so nice to meet you. Speaking of speaking of the subject, thank you for 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 wanting to talk to me. <laughs> no way, man. This is it. This is this. You you're the reason I do this. It's literally I, there's too many films that are made that I think don't get enough attention. That if they, I, the best job I ever had was working in a video store. That's not my career anymore. Um, couldn't support my family doing that at this point. But I, I miss recommending movies to people, and that's why I do this, so that I can find stuff like yours and hopefully shine a light oh, on it. I mean, yeah, I, I remember it. the good old days of like going to the counter in in a in a, in a video rental store, and I mean, it's pretty much like what happens in Clark's, you know, like they yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly like this, like ah, did, did you see this and. And nah, don't watch this. Like this is way. Uh, oh my God, yeah. This is. I mean, all of that stuff is online now. But of course, it's different. It's it's, it's, a, it's an algorithm. It doesn't yeah, it yeah. doesn't do it. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, so I'm being told I got, I got to drop out. But thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Take thank care. you. Bye bye. bye, -bye. <laughs> Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Give me hope.